Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1, or should I say Stop and Go F3, because here we are for the first F3 roundup of the year. And you know what? It was a mixed one. I thought the sprint race was really good, feature race a bit more on the dull side, which is quite surprising for F3. But let's get into all of it, starting with yesterday's sprint. And we have uh, Van Hoopen on pole with Nicolas Solov alongside. Of this grid, the only drivers to have wins at that point were Gabrielli Mini and Oli Gerfer. Mini was starting 10th, Gerfer starting 17th, basically confirming that we would have a new race winner in this race. Off the start, Solovs takes the uh, um, takes the lead immediately. Further down, Dino Boganovic, who will start on pole in the feature race, he had a puncture. Uh, it was not Dino Bakanovic's weekend this weekend. We'll get more into that as we carry on. Uh, Tramlitz is dramatically losing places off the start. He started P4. He's down to P7 by the end of lap 2. Uh, Bakanovic turns out he had hit Ramos and caused a spin and then somehow got himself a puncture. I'm not entirely sure how that worked, but there you go. Up near the front, Van Hoopen is on the back of Solov now and takes back the lead into lap 4. Uh, there's a fantastic side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel moment between uh, Solov and Van Hoopen. Goes last about five corners. Absolutely fantastic racing here between the two of them, where uh, Solov takes back the lead again. Really, really fantastic battling for the lead all the way through this sprint race. Uh, Esterson, further down, is now on the back of the front two, though. These two battling so hard between them that Esterson has now caught the back of them and is also fighting for the lead. Uh, Boganovic gets a 10-second penalty for causing the spin with Ramos. So, yet again, not a good weekend for Dino Boganovic. Hoopen then complains that Solov pushed him off the track when he went for the overtake, but I don't think anything ever came from this, and we were all okay. Uh, further down, we have a freeway battle for um, P7 between Christian Mansell, Luke Browning, and new boy with fantastic name, Mega Tunif. What a name that is! It's on lap 5, a battle for P7, which Mansell wins in the end, going up to 7th place. But then... Luke Browning, right, this is a controversial moment because in two corners, Luke Browning goes from P9 to P7 in what at the time I said was the overtake of the weekend. There was no way anything was beating this. It turned out the FIA thought it was illegal, but we'll get onto that in a little bit. Mega Tunif, though, is having a bad day, goes from P7 to P10 in just two laps. Um, Mini then forces Megatunif to make a huge mistake, capitalises on it to get into P10. Luke has a spin further down the uh, grid after a bit of contact. Then Luke Browning gets a penalty, 10 second penalty for leaving the track and gaining, gaining an advantage on what I thought was an incredible overtake. Looking at the replay, I think it's incredibly harsh because he was really pushed out wide nowhere else really to go, wasn't off the track for all that long, came back on and got the move done there. I personally think the penalty was incredibly hard, especially 10 seconds, when you've got a grid like you do with F3, where 10 seconds can be the difference between 1st and 25th. So, I thought that was very harsh, but there you go. Then, let's talk about someone who was spectacular on Saturday. 
Limblad. Fantastic name, fantastic driver. He's up to P3 on lap 9. Van Hoopen is able to um, take the lead off of Solov again on lap 11. But once again, not for long. Another bit of fantastic racing between the two of them where Solov retakes the lead. Then we have a battle for P1, which is Solov versus Van Hoopen versus Limblad versus Fornaroli versus Esterson. Five-way battle for the win on lap 12. Fantastic stuff. Limbad fighting really hard. A couple lock-ups here and there, but keeps it on the track. Van Hoopen goes massively wide, though, and just allows Limblad to go up the inside into P2 on lap 13, which gives us now Solov versus Limblad for the lead on lap 14. And one lap later, we have Limblad in the lead but once again not for long Solov again retakes the lead on lap 15 really fantastic stuff a lap later Limblad goes for it again and this time keeps the lead of the race then we have Van Hoopen versus Solov again but now for P2 where Van Hoopen is able to get past into P1 Solov it seems like all this fighting that he's done all the way through the race it's been fantastic but has destroyed his tyres so Solov is fighting but just can't get the place back further down Gabriele Mini passes Luke Browning for P7 and then Fornaroli gets past Solov to take the last podium position for P3 and Solov's tyres are just absolutely dead um, Mini and Esterson have a fantastic battle for about half a lap which Mini wins for um, P6 and then um, Esterson is able to take the podium position sorry Esterson takes the position back off Mini for P6 so really really fantastic racing in the uh, sprint race uh, then we have the final lap, and Limblad wins the race. Really great stuff from him. Van Hoopen is good enough to keep second. Fornaroli in third. Fantastic racing all around. Now, last year when we talked about F3, what I really said about it was that as the season progressed, we saw the progression of these drivers, which we will, again, I imagine, see the progression of these drivers. But if you think back to the start of last year for F3, there was people making stupid, huge mistakes all over the place really silly crashes and collisions and we really didn't have that this year now maybe Bahrain isn't the best track for that because you know the walls are miles away from the track maybe if we go to a track like a, a Saudi or an Australia maybe we'll see things a little bit differently but from here I think the kind of maturity level of this F3 grid is quite a bit ahead of what it was last year We'll see if that continues throughout the season. But as we sit here right now, that's how I feel. Uh, going into the feature race, it was a bit different. Here we go. So Dina Boganovic is on pole with Luke Browning alongside Gabriele Mini in third. And you know we said Browning having a bad weekend? Well, how bad can it be to start from pole? It's very bad. He makes a... I don't know. I Personally, I think the car let him down. I don't think he made a mistake because... From the onboard of Browning start, it looked like Browning and Boganovic were there or thereabouts the same off the start. Then when uh, Boganovic went to go up through the gears, the car slowed. So Boganovic goes from P1 to last off the start. The car gets fully bogged down, all the way down to last. Luke Browning takes the lead. Uh, Mary Boyer gets a puncture and then we have uh, Mansell passing Megatunif for P2 that's on lap 5 uh, Mary Boyer who's having a bad day with his puncture already then gets a 5 second penalty for speeding in the pit lane so it's getting a bit worse for him um, 
Browning is able to push a bit and get over a second ahead, uh, but Mansell is able to fight that back to 0.4. This is when I discovered there's a driver on the grid in F3 this year called Noel Leon, which I find very interesting because Leon is Noel spelt backwards. So, you know, it's... What's it, is it a palindrome when the same thing is spelt forward and backward? Like race car, is that... Yeah, that's one, isn't it? Maybe. But there you go, Noel Leon. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, uh, at this point, the top 11 are all in DRS rage, rage, range, causing a bit of a DRS train up and down the grid. Mansell reports smoking coming out the back of Browning's engine, and Browning also says that he can hear an issue. And it does sound a bit wrong. Uh, Alex, uh, not Alex Jakes, Alex Brundle says that he thinks it was a, an engine issue, but we see later it's just the heat shielding on the engine has come away a little bit, so not necessarily the biggest thing in the world. On lap 15 and 22, Gabriele Mini is told to push, and he does, but can't really do anything. On lap 13, uh, Transnitz passes Megatunia for P3. Um, on lap 21 or 22, you see how little highlights I've written down here because the, the feature race wasn't great. Uh, Boganovich, despite everything, still kind of had a good race. To go from first to last on the start, be that far behind, I think he finished P13 with the fastest lap. So he still had quite considerable amounts of pace. Made a lot of overtakes. It's all for nothing, because there's no points for P13, and you won't get a point for a fast lap if you're not in the top 10. But Boganovich did have some good pace. So if you are a fan of Dino Boganovich, who I think sounds like the kind of name you'd hear a boxing announcer say, you know, where they go, Dino Boganovich, like that. If you're a fan of his, he still had some pace, and who knows, maybe down the line, he can be a championship contender, because... I still think he's pretty good. But it was Luke Browning who won the race. Mansell second, Tramsnitz in third. And if you are new to my F3 uh, analysis roundups, I always give out the hero of F3. It's not necessarily the person who I think did the best, but the person who entertained me the most over the weekend. And for this weekend, it is big old Limblad. Because what a fantastic name and what a fantastic drive in the sprint race to take a win on debut. Fantastic stuff. There you go. That is the F3 roundup. I'll be back in a little bit to talk all things F2. And then of course, later on today, the F1's on. And I wouldn't miss that for the world now, would I? I'll see you then. Until next time, have a good one. Goodbye. <laughs>